Sports, we did it. Welcome to episode number one. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. That's me. How you doing? How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Having a great weekend. Hope everyone's having a great new year. Um, we've got some awesome topics to talk about. A lot, a lot of fantastic games and uh, every sport and category you can think of. So. Lions got a pointless win. Yeah, we got you know we're gonna celebrate pointless wins today. That's pointless what it's victory. all about. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you said you went bowling today. How'd that go? Good as usual. Yeah. Did you get any strikes? I got a lot of strikes. Mostly strikes, in fact. Oh. But uh, you know, it's just been doing it for a long time. So nice practice makes almost perfect. Yeah. I, you know, I, I gotta step my game up. It's been a while since I've bowled a strike, but um, it's probably been a while since you've bowled in general. Yeah, eh, you know, every now and again, I actually went to a went to a party recently where I bowled, and it, it was kind of bad. But where was it at? Wangers, I That's believe. This is my home away from home, dude. I got a cot in the basement. Nice. I like the I like the guys that run it. Yeah, Tyler's cool. cool guy. Shout out yeah. Tyler at down. Shout at out Wangers. Tyler. Wangers. Yeah, so uh, real quick, uh, I played hockey this Friday. I'm new to hockey. I'm in a beginner beer league, or I was. It's over now, but I. Oh man. Yeah, I kind of miss it because I was sick I a little bit. I can pretend to be a beginner. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't like have to be intermediate. You can anyone can join. That's the thing about hockey leagues or beer leagues in general. It's like well, it's I mean, kind of an all access. You called it a matter. beginner, so it kind of made me think like everyone was. Yeah. You got uh, there's always a few people who just kind of like <laughs> there's just people coasting every now and again. <laughs> you got the guys who are just kind of watching uh, like on the ice, but it was interesting cuz um there is this there's two refs there. So that's why we had to pay. It was like a scrimmage. I decided to go. Oh, okay, that's cool though. I needed the ice time, so I went and I've never played in a league where there wasn't a ref though. It's nice. I like having but these be madness. The quality wasn't that great. They're, they're, they didn't really care, but one of them was this guy who's just kind of like a beer leaguer himself. He doesn't really give a fuck. He was talking to us most of the time, like just chatting with the players. And then the other ref was this uh, kid who looked like he was like 13, but he was actually 16. He was a small well, ginger kid. Well, boys much slower than girls. So yeah, that's, that's true. Offensive. He looked like Chicken Little. It was... Being... Being a man who's been called Chicken Little, I take offense to that. I'm sorry. But that's just kind of... It's the eyes. I just kind of... That's what I thought of when I saw Was him. he wearing glasses? He was. For a visor, too. glasses. No. You're just chicken, not so little. Yeah. Pe- uh, people were giving him shit all game. I couldn't believe it. They were actually going pretty hard on him. And he took it took it like a man. He was just kind of like just going with it. Still chatting What's with the players. What's he going to do? Beat you up? I have a... No, he just didn't <laughs> blow the whistle. I forgot to mention that I have a fun story. About the Griffins game last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'll just finish mine up real quick. Basically, um, yeah, he just didn't call any plays. We played this team that was joining the league, and they beat us like uh, like ten to four. It was. It was How'd you, know, you play? Yeah, I didn't do terrible. 
Did uh, you fall down? I had a good plus ratio. I was not. what? The plus minus ratio. I was on there how for. Were you, how were you in the plus when you guys lost by six? Uh, I wasn't out there that many. Uh, maybe not. Um, uh, how many goals were scored while you were on the ice? Actually, no. I take that team. back. I probably. I well, I wasn't out there like on the ice when they. Was but I wasn't right. out there on the ice when they scored every time. That I, I know. But I, I mean, I figure you're out there for at least three. Of them. I was out there for about three goals. How many but I didn't do did anything. I, didn't, I just kind of. While just you were on the ice, how many goals did your team score? Probably three, if I can mm, remember correctly. You were out there for three out of the four goals. Actually, I want to say there's five goals. Okay. I, was I mean, I wasn't there, so who am I to judge? You know, I had fun. I didn't. I completed a pass. I kind of. I passed and fell at the same time. That wasn't my brightest <laughs> moment. But other than that, I felt like I did okay. I both um, uh, it was fun. I had a good time. I'm getting better. At least I feel like it. But yeah. Anyways. How'd the Griffins go? They lost two to one in overtime. Overtime oh. only lasted like fourteen seconds. But uh No kidding. So there's just a a little moment in between periods we went down to get some candy for the ladies that we were with. None of them were mine, per usual. Uh mm. I was fifth wheeling it. But uh Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was fifth wheeling it. Uh but while we were down there we went into the bathroom and I use a urinal and I walk out and uh, when I see my buddy come out, he's being followed by two 12 year olds that are yelling at him. And my buddy is a what? <laughs> and my buddy is like, yeah, yeah, come on, let's go find security. I'm going to take you to your parents. Well, apparently they cussed him out. And the two 12 year olds cussed my friend out of the bathroom and he was trying to drag them to their parents. And they uh, were like, no, let's go to security. So anyway, Go to security. There's a big hullabaloo, and we're talking to everybody. And uh, the kid's dad comes up, and he's like super angry at the kid. And uh, I kind of felt pretty bad for the kid after that because it didn't. It looked like he's probably gonna have a rough life. But uh, anyway, long story short, my friend almost got beat up by two 12 year olds in the bathroom of the Van Andel Arena. No, and I was, shit. wasn't even there to see it. I was, <laughs> I was on the concourse. Oh my god! Damn. <laughs> Wow. But it was funny to see a grown man get cussed out by two 12-year-olds. Yeah, you know, middle schoolers, you got to watch out for them. And he's like, kids like that, just cussing like adults. I'm like, man, I was cussing like an adult when I was a child. I can relate, Mm -hmm. for sure. We think we've all been there. Mustache, what's up? Shout out to Pat, my roommate. (laughs) Friend of the show. All right, folks. We got a doozy of a show, a lot to talk about. We cover a lot of sports, but obviously we're we're huge football yeah. fans. We're from born Shout and raised Tom in Michigan. Shout <laughs> eh, whatever. He's probably listening. He's probably listening. So let's get into the headlines, shall we? All right. First things first. After losing to the Chiefs on Saturday, the Broncos fired their coach Vic Fangio after going seven and ten and losing twenty eight to four. Thank God you said his name before I did, because that's not how I would have said his name. I would have, I, in my head I was like Fangio. Fangio. Well, we could try it. You know, I think it's Vic Fangio. You think it's Fangio? That's yeah, it right. Fangio. That's what they say. But who knows? Maybe they're wrong. Well, if that's what they say, then that's that's what it is. Sure. I mean, they're not always right though. All right. So I'm gonna make. I'm going to make a bold prediction, but when I first saw this, you know, I'm not a, 
I'm not attached to the Broncos, uh, so this is a non-biased opinion. At first, I was like, eh, "Everybody's you know, a huge Broncos fan." Sorry, go continue. There's a big fan base. It's a big, big team. When I first saw this, I kind of expected it. I was like, "Yeah, you know, they suck. So things are gonna change." I kind of, I'm not surprised. But then, once I looked into Vic Fangio and kind of saw how like the road he took to get there, I kind of my prediction is that. He might be better off, uh, A, not being at the Broncos, and B, being a defensive coordinator somewhere. I think so. I mean, it's never good to get fired, though. It's not. It's tough to get back. You know, it's tough to get a job when you get fired. But let's look into Dick, uh, Dick Fangio. Vic Fangio. Dick Fangio. Before going to the Broncos in 2019, he was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears during the 2015-2018 season. Going into the Bears organization, their defense is ranked 30th. That's really bad. That's, like, that's a, basically a non-existent defense. And during Fangio's tenure, they improved to 14th, 15th, 10th, and 3rd. In 2018, uh, Fangio's defense led the NFL in turnovers with 36 and 27 interceptions, ranked first in scoring defense and second in yards per play allowed. He was also voted NFL Assistant Coach of the Year. And, I mean, you, that's also, you could credit that to Khalil Mack, but because he was there, that's when they were just killing it. But when I read that, I was like, okay, so this guy, is, he can coach and he can deliver when he's got the talent. And before he went to the 2018 season, he even interviewed for the head coaching job that eventually went to Nagy. And then after they had that stellar year. Who was also just recently fired, right? Nagy? I don't know about that. We'll no? have to look, in, look into it. I haven't heard anything Hot about getting fired. Mark. It's kind of expected, though. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Chicago can't be too thrilled. Is there anyone really saying, bring him back? Bring him back. So after. He had a great year in 2018. Fangio left and went to Denver. And he, uh, the first year, they were without Von Miller. They took second, though. They finished 7-9, uh, and nine, second in the AFC West. But let's look at his QBs during the three years he was there. And, I mean, comment if I'm wrong, but I believe the... These are all the QBs he had. He had Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien. Who the fuck is that guy, Brett Ripien? I don't know. I, I think I've heard of him. It sounds kind of familiar. Blake Bortles, legend. Yeah, legend. <laughs> Blake Bortles. <laughs> He's probably listening to um, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I said that. He's got too many kids to listen to. Teddy Bridgewater is, also, is another quarterback that he had. And... I just don't think he really had a chance. I, like now that I look back at it, he had two bad years. They were doing really bad, and I understand they want to make changes, but psh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, firing a head coach to me seems like kind of like a cop out for a poor season. But sometimes it is necessary, and with like, if Chicago does decide to fire Nagy, that would be kind of I get it. But could the question is, could someone do better? Could someone do better? In, in Denver, and could someone do better in Chicago? Which I think their GM in Chicago kind of fucked up. But yeah, so the Broncos. Sh shout out to the Denver fans. Um, hopefully things look better. You guys, they have a great team, but 
I don't think they have a quarterback. I think that's their biggest issue. Them and the Browns are like the perfect example of a good team without a quarterback. Browns are keeping Mayfield. I heard that I'm they're looking they're to give him a big contract or. Mm, it'll be interesting if Mayfield is smart. He'll take it. He shouldn't demand that much, man. He should at least be, my be aware that he needs to step up. I'm going to come up with a new catchphrase every episode. All right, folks. Sorry about that. Our personal chef was cooking couscous for us in the background. That's what that chopping noise was. Mm-hmm. But was we're delicious. back. And back to my point, I believe Vic Fangio is going to be – he's going to take a very similar route to Dan Quinn, which leads me to our next topic. I Dan was thinking Quinn. that Dan Quinn could be a good replacement for him. I th- well, he's the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and Cowboys fans out there, y- you've got to be thrilled. Like, they're killing it. They're first in their in their division. Well, I mean, yeah, if you, which if you are Cowboys fans, and I think there are way too many of those in the world. So that brings me to our next headline, which is the Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott throws a career-high five touchdowns, breaking the franchise single-season record for most TD passes in a season at 37. He broke Tony Romo's record of 36. And this is also coming off of a season where he had an injury that took him out, and he was off last year. Yeah, it was what some would call gruesome. Yeah, it was really bad, and he bounced back. And he also he signed that massive contract, and this is what you want to see when you sign – players uh, when you pay him a lot of money you want to see them break records i just think he wants to win i'm a fan i'm not a fan of the cowboys i'm not a fan of the cowboys either but, but i like dan quinn because i i like underdogs and i like dak prescott cause for a lot of reasons i think i like i liked him after he came out talking about mental illness uh was it like last year or the year before and then obviously seeing him come back from that gruesome injury it's cool that's about it. I don't have much to say about the Cowboys other than um, Dan Quinn, by the way, his defense is killing it. They're electrifying. They have they're, they have Trayvon Diggs and uh, Mika Parsons. They're killing it. So, uh, yeah, Cowboys are on fire. And, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about the playoffs. Playoff pictures. You know... As a Lions fan, it's really tough to care about the playoffs ever. Yeah. So football playoffs is something that I've only gotten to talk about like twice in my life. Yeah, it's over. Talking about it with any seriousness anyway. Should be pretty Uh, exciting. Go Bucks! Shout out Tom Brady. We're recording on a Sunday, so everything's playing out as we speak. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to keep up with it. Uh, Things that I did catch, Tennessee did clinch number one spot by winning. Uh, Casey, they... Kansas is Derek City, Henry going to be able to play? They are expecting the playoffs? him to come back. He didn't play today, obviously. For, I mean, no, they don't, wouldn't need him to play. They took him off IR. He's expected to come back. So that, they took man, him off what? I believe they took him off IR. I mean, he's expected to return. That's better. So that's huge. Um, you know what? Let's talk about pick your favorite to win the playoffs and pick pick a dark horse as well. My favorite to win the playoffs. I mean, like. Oh, actually, per de, per. Conference that pick one in the NFC and pick one in the AFC, and like your favorite to win, and then pick a dark horse. Um, so I'd really like to see Matt Stafford get same, yeah. 
so bias. Oh, I like, I like that. that. Um, yeah, I'd really like to see him get one, but I mean, honest, Tom Brady's probably. I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah, people, why not? People, would, people don't like like it when a. I guess my your favorite player can't be Tom Brady for some reason because everyone hates you. That but well, when someone's so good. Good and just they they're so famous. They've reached that level of stardom where their fan base is just absolutely gigantic and you they kind of they look at people as like bandwagoners, like I guess that's not a word, but like people who just kinda they're a fan of them just because I mean, they're winners, but mm-hmm. I mean that's there's nothing wrong with that if you're a fan of anyone like a player or a franchise that's a winning team or a player, there's nothing wrong. But People also hate winners. They kind of, they just, I don't know. They just do. They just hate Tom Brady. You're always going to have haters. But I, the Bucks, I'd like to see them. I wouldn't be mad if they won another Super Bowl. I I want someone else to win. But if Tom the Bills Brady would be won, cool. The Bill, I think the Bills are kind of an underdog. Is that your dark horse for the AFC? Yeah. Okay. Probably the Bills. Who's your favorite for the AFC? Um. So right now in the My AFC, favorite? You got Baltimore. Um, sorry. Uh, my favorite will be probably the Raiders. I do like the well, they, I don't know if they clinched it yet. No, they didn't. You got Tennessee, Kansas City, uh, the Bills. Well, Patriots. I mean, they're tied for the sixth spot at nine and seven with the with the Chargers. Okay. I wonder if they won. Let me check. So my they're playing each other. Chargers and the Raiders at nine and seven are right playing now. each other. Are they playing right now? I'm actually surprised. I'm just. Uh, it'd be cool to see the Patriots do well, just because I'm shocked at how well they're they've actually done. Oh, this sorry, year. they play tonight. We'll see if the Raiders make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs with a win to be continued. I'd kind of like to see tonight. someone other than the Chiefs. So yeah, I'm going to say the my Bills are the favorite. Or no, yeah, my Bills are the favorite in the AFC. Who's your dark horse then? They're the, my dark horse and my favorite. Okay. I think they're you dark horses. Two, but if you want to pick one, go ahead. Um, so, mm. what's your? Thoughts I'm sticking on? with my gut, dude. Okay, that's fair. Okay, well then, dark horse is the Raiders. If you're gonna make me change, I've, if you're gonna no, put that's a, totally twist fine. My arm if you want to do one team per, that's fine. Now, what, what, no, Bills so, are my favorite. Dark horse is the Raiders. Who's your favorite for the NFC? Uh, the Bucks. Okay, Bucks and then the Rams are your dark horse. Uh, Rams are the dark horse. I don't want to see the Cowboys win. Or the I don't Niners. either. I'm happy for them that they're making it to the playoffs. I, I'm happy for my Mike McCarthy, you know, getting ran out of Green Bay. That's that's cool to see him bounce back. My favorite for the NFC, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, not just because I want to see Stafford win. I really think that with Vaughn Miller being there and, I mean, Aaron Donald, I just think they're going to get one. I think they have the defense with Ramsey. They have the offense with Cooper Cup. And Matthew Stafford and company. They're my favorite. My dark horse. I'm going to say Dallas is my dark horse. I think they might beat some teams in the playoffs. Just because Dak's on a roll right now. And their receivers are killing it. My dark horse, is it, are you sort of kind of relating that to like underdog? Because yeah. that's what I was thinking. Underdog. About. Okay. The team that might not be a number one seed, but might put up a good fight. Now, for me, the AFC... Playoff picture to me, my favorite is 
think the Bills are my favorite. I think they're gonna make it to the championship. Agreed. And my dark horse for them, I'm gonna say Tennessee is my dark horse because Derrick Henry. You're might the be only ten back. I see. Thanks, Brav. So I think Tennessee is going to be the dark horse. I think they're also going to upset people. I'm a little concerned with KC, although I'm, I think they'll be fine in the first round. But I think they're going to get a little shaky once they get deeper into the league or into the playoffs. And that's about all the. Oh, another topic for the NFL. Any thoughts on the playoffs? Any other thoughts before you want to move on? No. All right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars. Have they fired Urban Meyer earlier this year? So now mm-hmm. they have just entered the coaching carousel. Here are some of the candidates. That's a fun word. That's a fun term. Tampa Bay offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who also was a quarterback at Jacksonville. Dallas's offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, also a quarterback, played for the Lions. Green Bay's offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Indianapolis defensive coordinator Matt. Eberfluss, I think I pronounced that right. And also, quick note, Dan Quinn was offered an interview, the guy from Dallas, but he also, he turned it down. So he seems to be happy where he's going, and I don't blame him. I think I can't see any of these coaches being worse than Urban Meyer. What about you? I mean, I don't know what the huge difference is between college football and the NFL, but it seems like even the best coaches in college will struggle in the NFL. Um, it is his first year. I just, I just don't want to see him do good. So, I don't. It's hard to like him right now, especially with all the stories of how he treated his players. Yeah, and obviously the infamous one of him kicking. And you think like kicker. maybe that's how he treated his players at Ohio State? Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what those players probably went through. There's. I'm sure there's stories. I definitely don't see any of these guys, especially the first two, kicking any of their players. That, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you know. And Byron Leftwich, he's been at Jacksonville before. I think him or Kellen Moore. I don't know if they'd succeed, but I think they would definitely develop Trevor Lawrence better because they're quarter they're quarterbacks, so they could probably teach him a thing or two. Because he's that's the biggest problem. They picked Trevor Lawrence first overall, and he's kind of underperformed. So we'll see. We'll follow Jacksonville. Shout out to the Jaguars fans. Um, I'm pulling for you. Okay, hang in there. Um, I, it can only go up from now. You know, just keep your head up. As a Lions okay. fan, I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> Some of us are just kind of we're jaded. You know. Yeah. All right, and I think that wraps up for. Uh, NFL news. Any other last thoughts before we move on? We'll just touch. Uh, we're gonna touch up on uh, just some predictions on what we think about Georgia and Bama mm. playing tomorrow, Monday night, national championship. The rematch of the what SEC. was the, the yeah the SEC championship. Yeah, which Bama rematch. won. The thing about rematches is it's really tough to beat a good team once, let alone beat them twice. Mm-hmm. So, yep, they got all that footage now. <clears throat> So they'll know. They'll just. And it, I mean, Alabama knows what they have to do to beat Georgia, because it they just did it last month. We'll see if Georgia can make. But the now the dogs, the dogs, they know the the plan of attack. Maybe. 
Now, to put this in perspective, uh, Bill Belichick, Patriots Or at least work coach, out the problems that Alabama exposed in the first matchup. The thing that makes Belichick what people would say is the greatest is that Belichick. He, Belichick, thank you. Sorry. It's Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> they say that he is really hard to beat the third time. That you could beat Bill twice, but he, they people think that that third time, that second or third time, he – he can just make the best adjustments, and we'll see if Kirby at Georgia could do that. I don't well, know the thing is, is, if you're Alabama, you're not sure what to change because you don't know what They're not Georgia's going to do to switch things up. Bama, but if Georgia switches things up, that said, if it were as simple as just getting the opposite of the first game, I mean, it'd be a lot easier to gamble on it, I'll tell you that much. When I watch Georgia and Michigan, and we can briefly t- touch up on this, all I all I saw from Georgia was just short screens. And yes, it worked, but I'm I, I'm worried that they can't pull off the big plays that they're going to need to against Alabama cuz you can't beat them with short screens. It's just not going to work. They're too good. Yeah. You need to be able to hit them with the dagger deep. So we'll see if Georgia can do that. I'm, I think Bama's going to win. I want Georgia to win. I want the Bulldogs to get one. I think me too. Cool. I mean, I, I've you just I. This I is think it's pretty commonplace to just hate Alabama. Yeah, and you know if Alabama wins, good on them. I don't have anything against their quarterback. I know he's really talented. They just have a great team. But Georgia, this is probably like the least famous quarterback they've had. I honestly can't think of his name right now, but. Out of all the studs, like Jake Fromm was there, and he couldn't do it. So if this guy could do it, he'll be an instant legend, whether or not he goes to the draft. And that's my thoughts. Anything else from you? Nope. We'll find out Monday night. All right. National champion will be crowned. So we got some fun news. Moving on to the next headline. Switching over to disc golf. Shout out to all the disc golfers out there. Me. Here's some cool news in the offseason. The current world number one disc golfer, Ryan Ricky. Ricky Rosaki. Yeah. Ricky, I said Ryan. Damn it. Ricky Rosaki. Saki bomb. Signs a four-year, $4 million deal with Dynamic Discs, matching Paul McBeth's salary as the largest in disc golf history. He also received a $250,000 signing bonus in Bitcoin, which is interesting. That's the first it's that's ever been done in disc golf, and I can't. I don't think I've ever heard that transaction happening in any other sport but definitely interesting for cryptocurrency also audience uh comment on what would you do would you rather have the cash or would you take that crypto i mean two hundred fifty thousand dollars to rich people is probably not that much anymore i mean someone that will disc off for a living that's probably a lot of money yeah but I mean, it could be worth more in Bitcoin, you know. If crypto, you know, if Bitcoin don't you think goes crypto up, is the future? I mean, this is not a crypto cast, and it's I it's not a cryptocurrency. Don't know anything about it, so I probably shouldn't even. I so, so anything yeah. I say, you know, just just know I, that I'm, I personally think I would take the cash, but they weren't going to give you cash. Maybe that wasn't an option. Yeah, that's true. Okay, if that was the only option, then sure, I'll take it. All right, so uh, just to touch and up. Dynamic Discs, I also like their merchandise. Yeah. So you know, if there's brand. any reps out there that hear this, sponsor, I'm yeah. glad to email you my address. Or just you could just send me any uh, 
any swag sure. would be much appreciated. I know you're listening. Why wouldn't you be? They're listening for sure. So for your four million dollars, should we talk about that? Yeah, he signed. Yeah, I just mentioned that for your four million dollar deal. Waisaki has two world championships under his belt. He placed seventh last year. <clears throat> He's currently ranked number one. He's so, got the opportunity to earn more than four million with incentives. So oh, him and Beth. For sure. So that's why I'm talking about this. You know, not a lot of sports shows are talking about disc golf. I'm sure there's a few, but at the not end of the day, a million dollars just makes sense. This sport is growing. Year. That's what this. This is why it's a big deal with Wysocki getting a deal. Before it was Macbeth. There's other guys, but and Macbeth the fact that he's the number one player in the world and still chose to go back to and dynamic now there's discs. another. There's another reigning champion. Now you got Wysocki. and then here's a here's the top five, according to U Disc. Ryan Masaki, Paul McBeth, Eagle McMahon, Chris Dickerson, Calvin Heimberg, I believe. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And then uh, here's some honorable mentions that I found three guys that I've, I've kind of rooting for. So uh, Kyle Klein is this yeah, guy sure. from Michigan. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. He's from Wyoming. We live in Grand Rapids. Wyoming's just outside of Grand I Rapids. I live in Wyoming. Mark lives in Wyoming. I thought he was from Granville, but they're right next door to each other. So Pat and I, my roommate and I, were at the YMCA just shooting hoops. YMCA, sorry. And this guy Said next to, to us kind of started like, he started uh, just kind of talking to us, asked us if we like disc golf, and he pointed to some tall dude in the corner shooting around, and he was like, "Yeah, that guy is ranked top ten in the world." And I looked at the picture of him. It's that is that is indeed Kyle Klein. That was him just shooting around basketball. Yeah, at the Y. How was his basketball shot? It was pretty average. I'll swat it. He's tall, though. I'll He's probably got the dynamics of a great disc golf throw. He could probably puck I'll it. I'll send a shot into the stands. So, Kyle Klein, shout out. James Conrad. Okay, so this website, UDisc, they ranked James Conrad at 17. Shout out UDisc. I use champion. it all the time. It's a great, the, it's a great app. He was the champ last year in the PDGA World Championship. And then um, another guy I like to follow, Nathan Sexton. He took third. He's ranked ninth by them, but I thought. I believe he goes by Nate. Nate. He took third, and they haven't ranked at ninth. I think that's kind of a slight, like, yeah, that's, a, that's a strong finish. And another interesting topic about disc golf is that I'm a huge Ultimate Frisbee fan. I'm a, I still play. Shout out. Shout out to Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> The biggest practitioner of Ultimate Frisbee, Brody Smith. Probably the best player that has arisen so far. What a frat name. He is a professional disc golf player now. Disc golfer. He signed with uh, Discraft. He finished 40th, which obviously is not much to talk about. But the reason why I'm bringing him up is I'm saying watch him. Like, just watch him. He is an incredible ultimate frisbee player. This guy has insane throwing ability. It's only a matter of time to just I think he's gonna progress and make it up the field. So I'm actually really excited to see next season play out. The sport's growing. I think you can watch all this stuff live on YouTube, like all the tournaments and whatnot. Yeah. My my old roommate, we used to watch that all the time together. Well, if they ever come to Johnson Park or Riverside again, I'm definitely gonna go and watch. I hate Riverside. Cool. I mean, it's not I mean, my I hate favorite, playing it, but, but I'll watch him. I'll watch him throw. I also can't throw 500 feet. 
Oh so. yeah, no, me neither. Nope, <laughs> yeah, I just know. Casual. Trust me, I know you can't. Yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. Never. Any other thoughts? No. All right, we're gonna talk. We're gonna move on to hockey, NHL news. Not much to talk about. You know, we're gonna kind of we're gonna avoid all of the COVID stuff because there's a lot of news about players regarding being on the um, COVID list. That's kind of what the news feeds filled up with right now at the moment, and obviously with the delay, like all the situation with the Olympics and the NHL yeah, and China. That's all a bunch of hubbub. I will not go into detail about, but that's what most of the news is covering. So what I'm going to do, let's just talk about what the standings look like real quick. So Florida, the paradise of the U.S., they (laughs) should. I like to call it America's penis. America's penis. uh, (laughs) That is correct. They have the best hockey teams right now, man. I mean, Tampa... They're looking to get their third Stanley Cup. They're looking strong. The team built by Steve Eiserman. Yep. Shout out to Steve Eiserman. <laughs> Florida and Tampa tie for first with 51 points. Florida is number one because they have 137 goals. Carolina and the Rangers tied at second with 50 points. Carolina leads with 115 goals. Washington, Toronto, Pittsburgh fight for fifth place. Shout out to Toronto. Just because they're... Uh, I'm pissing people off of that, but... They're the only Canadian team... They're the only Canadian team right now that's really kind of fighting. All of them are just kind of slipping away to the middle of the pack or the bottom. Like, for example, Montreal is bottom. at the bottom. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel. They went from being so runner-up. Kraken, by the way, what a fail of a first season. Yeah, it certainly. Especially isn't considering what nothing like Vegas, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say, especially considering what Vegas did their first season. Shout out to Vegas. Viva! You know, I just don't really like the Kraken. Name. Shout out Elvis Presley. Really, is it, what do you think about the Seattle Kraken as a franchise? Like the uh, image. I just I don't, don't like the name. name. I don't the like the logo. I thought the logo, the logo was reminds me, me of like some Slipknot stuff. It's, a, I just don't like the Kraken. It, I don't know. The only mythological creature that was great and is great is the Griffins. <laughs> That's pretty true. That's honestly, it's hard to nail it with that. I mean, otherwise, the Kraken eh, could have been better. Anyways, there could be. I wish there was a dragon team. Perfect opportunity to be the Dragons. Seattle Dragons? Come on now. Hell yeah. No reason. That could it's plain and what simple. What about the Sailors? Seattle Sailors? No. There's water there, right? Washington? Aren't they, don't yeah. they like, aren't they like by an ocean? No? The, well, yeah, they are. They're on the Pacific Coast. No, but if not, cut that out. The Sailors. No, they, they are. But the Sailors, it's like, eh. I don't know. Yeah, go sailors. <laughs> what you got in your mouth, sissy? Yeah, real, uh, real badass team right there, the Seattle Sailors. That's kind of how they're playing right now. Anyway, so Montreal, Ottawa, Buffalo, no shocker there. They're at last place in the East. Moving on to the West Conference. Shout out to Nashville. They lead the West, followed by Vegas, Smashville, St. Louis, Colorado. Colorado and Minnesota are tied for fourth at 44 points. Colorado's got 135 goals. 
So they have the lead. Chicago, Seattle, and Arizona are at the bottom. But look at Chicago. Good. Yeah, I gotta say, you know they had their they had their moments. They had a pretty good dynasty. They did. Rip. But Rest in piss. you know Seattle, that's expected. I don't I don't plan on seeing them succeed for a couple of years now. It might take a little bit. Well, that's Arizona, I don't. Know. I, I mean, they have they had the exact same opportunities. Like literally the exact same opportunity as the Knights. They select players from each team. I believe the initial reaction was highly touted. I think a lot of people thought they had a solid team coming out, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe not. The general I just, reaction, I think. You I mean, saying highly touted made me chuckle. You know, I, I rarely hear people say that. I think people were expecting good things from them this year, but. I, are they underperforming? It, I don't know. If you're in last place, I'm. They're in last place in their division and almost in last place. One of the worst records in the NHL. I think they have zero ten wins. chemistry, though. You got to remember. You're playing against teams that have the it. The Las Vegas Knights had zero chemistry. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They had wild. They had wild Bill though, and Flurry. Flurry plays for the Blackhawks. He's not doing too hot. I. I feel like we might see him retire soon, but oh well. I like Flurry. I hope he does well. So yeah, we covered Montreal. I just want to mention how they were the runner-ups last year, and they're in last place. But they turned their season around, and that's why they made it into a cool story. Are they gonna have a second wind? We will see. Doubt it. Not gonna lie. Kind of doubt it. All right, moving on. We're gonna talk about NBA for a little bit. The Suns, first to 30 wins. CP3 puts up a triple-double, leading them past the Clippers, 106-89. to I like Chris Paul because he's a big fan of bowling. Yeah, shout-out to Chris Paul. Shout-out to Chris Paul. And shout-out to Devin Booker. He's also a, a Grand Rapids native. I'm happy to see the Phoenix Suns succeed for once. It's been a long time, man. So... Good for them. I want to see them on top. Also, huge headline, Clay Thompson, the man, the the myth, the legend, back after two years off. And he's coming um, back. Seems I still think he's going to be a huge injury risk for the rest of his career. It's definitely a possibility for sure. That is correct. But the Warriors are looking very strong right now. They are second behind Phoenix. Um their record's twenty nine and nine. The Suns are thirty and nine, so they're right there, neck and neck with them. Utah's behind them in third. Memphis fourth. Dallas fifth. That's gonna be exciting to see that play out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs. Well, they probably they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they're gonna make it past these teams though. It's gonna be tough this year. Moving to the East. Chicago, shout out to the Bulls. Nine game the win Bulls. streak. Twenty six and ten. Nine games. Wow. They started with the Lakers. They're facing Dallas tonight. Should be, I'm you know That's okay, I can Some websites that just it goes automatically. Uh I'll just turn the volume down. My bad. You're good. So in second place in the East is Brooklyn. Third place is Miami. Fourth place, Milwaukee. Fifth place, Philadelphia. 
No, that's a shocker. I'm 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 ruined for Philadelphia. I like a lot of Philadelphia teams. They've been through a lot of adversity. I'm a fan of Joel Embiid. I want to see him succeed. He put up 31 points against the Spurs. Remember when uh, the Raptors beat him and he cried? I remember that. Hey man, there's nothing I don't like wrong when professional athletes cry. It upsets me. You know, you don't like it, that. It angers me so much. No. Because you're going to cry and you're going to drive home in a Bentley. Like, shut well, up. The reason why they're crying is because it's not about the money or the material. Mm. Like, they just want it. No, it, but if you're displaying emotion like that, that means that that game meant that much to you. It's not like, I mean. You don't cry, though. You don't cry. You don't cry on what's camera. What's wrong with crying? Especially when you got an ugly cry face. It's just weird when you're almost seven feet tall and you're crying. I don't think there's anything a, wrong with letting emotion out, dude. About a really close basketball. Yeah, it's not about. It's not just a close basketball game. They've. It's the amount of. It's like uh, the culmination of all the hard saying, work I mean, and time coming down to that. Me personally. Last minute. Me personally. I'm. I M O. In my opinion, like you're not gonna change my mind. Okay. So I. Um. And I'm. I'm not, I'm not like. Trying to be defensive. We're just both sharing our opinion. There's, I'm not trying to convince you either. Just, just, just because me personally, I would never cry. Like, yeah, like that's that. fine. Like maybe if I like, like, all right. I so. would. I have. I've bawled like a baby. Over what? Uh, I bawled like a baby when I watched The Green Mile, but that's. I cried. So, like, like, sometimes um, it's good at for the end like, of my a wrestling career, but that's just because like it was done. <laughs> it's not a career if it's just high school. Yeah, that's the end of my high school career. Well, because it ended suddenly, you know. Like I I got taken out in districts, so I just I was pissed. Dude, I get I just get mad and I fucking it'll, I get emotional and I cry. I let it out, and I'm not gonna fucking wait till I get in the you locker. Look, are you gonna cry right now? Just thinking about it. <laughs> I I want to see Philadelphia do well. I I think I support Embiid crying on camera. I don't care. <laughs> Fully support it. Fully support it. Friend, <laughs> shout out. He's probably listening right now. Yeah, any thoughts on the NBA? Who do you think's gonna? Who do you think's gonna make it to the championship? LeBron James. Yeah, I think he's still got a shot. Um, no, I I would just I mean I don't like the Lakers, just because they got theirs. Okay, they got their one. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, but that was kind of like the COVID season. But yeah, I do really like Russell Westbrook, and I want to see him win a championship. I just like his approach to the game. Like that step sure. on your neck type of mentality. I can respect it. I don't have anything against Westbrook. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a huge fan, but definitely respect him. He's the Brody dude. And plus, he's uh, he went to UCLA, <clears throat> so it would be cool to see him kind of have that homecoming where he score, he wins a championship for the Lakers. It brings it full circle. I could I could appreciate that. There's still a lot, a lot of season left. If the Lakers, who knows, maybe they can pull it off. I'd like to see Chicago finish strong. Uh, and maybe at Brooklyn, I don't really care. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Milwaukee make another run. That'd be pretty dope. I think it's going to be Chicago and Milwaukee. And yeah, then, I really wanted them to win it. I think it's going to be Phoenix and Golden State duking it out. And maybe Utah can pull it off because they're a dark horse. Utah, they're getting, they're just a great team. I'm definitely pulling for the Suns, though. Sure. Yeah, I'd love it. All right, we're going to shift over to another sport. Last one of the evening. Hang in there. Got a lot to talk about. Not anymore. We did. Just a little bit of short news. Uh, 
we're huge F1 fans here. We got some F1 news. It's in the off season. Though. I watched a few episodes of F1 Drive to Survive. It's very interesting. Uh, check it out if you're. If interested, anything, it's just cool don't. to like watch. Like, yeah, if those cars go so fast. They go so fast. I didn't. I had no like, idea. Like, if you like cars, if you're an engineer, you're a fan of engineering or aerodynamics, you'll love it. I watched a cool video. It was, or directing or producing. Oops, buddy. Sorry. Uh, thank you. I watched a uh, a video and it was most expensive crashes throughout the year like top 10 most expensive crashes yep. and it was some of the, 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 the some of these guys just bumped the wall and the tires a little wobbly and they're like that's eight hundred thousand dollars and i'm like i don't they're so delicate like a, a tire and then i saw one total and i'm like those what do those cars cost like 200 million dollars uh up to 300 or 350 million dollars the steering wheel is the most expensive part of the car Buy uh, another one, you rich motherfucker. The tires. The reason is why that I, how much is the steering wheel? Just because all the know, technology that's in it. There's so much electronics that go into the steering wheel. So their suspension is really sensitive and expensive, and the brakes are like really just. It ju- the brakes are like so incredible and really also sensitive. So like anytime you nudge your tire, it could just literally fuck everything up. Everything up the balance, uh, the brakes, the suspension. So, yeah, that's true. That can happen. Since we're talking about vehicle damages, yeah. Uh, that deer that ran into my car. Yep. Replacing both my doors and the quarter panel. Insurance mm-hmm. is gonna have to shell out four thousand dollars. So, I mean, what kind of insurance you got? What do you mean? I don't know what brand. Uh, Liberty Mutual. Okay. Something like that. Safeco Insurance, but they're like a Liberty Mutual company. Anyway, minor details, but like what I think is expensive to them is just like a, like a man. Like drop of the a, bucket. Just a drop of the bucket. Just pull it out of your pocket. Yeah. Well, but I'm excited to continue watching F1 Drive to Survive. Which season are you on? Episode four of season one. Nice. I'm glad you started from the beginning because they're, in season, I believe it's season one, they talk about four. Is it season one or season two? They talk about Force India, and it gets really interesting. There's two episodes that are like back to back. It's about the owner, and then it's about the drivers, Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon. <coughs> Highly recommend. Check out the series, it's awesome. Here's some quick news Aston Martin, F1 team, their team principal, Atmar. I'm going to butcher this guy's name i love atmar though so my apologies atmar safnar has left the silverstone based team aston martin the now i did some research the departure details is a little unclear like i don't know if he chose to leave or if they kicked him out of there it kind of looks like they kicked him out of there because last september they hired this former McLaren boss Martin Whitmarsh as group chief executive and some people speculate he's gonna kind of slide in there after Atmar so now people are also speculating that Atmar is gonna go to Alpine which is the French F1 team and the former Renault team principal which is also Alpine now so Renault used Alpine used to be known as Renault and when they were Renault, 
this team principal named Cyril Abitable. I'm going to fucked up his name. His name's <laughs> Cyril. He was like, oh, some people think. You fuck up a lot of people's names, and I think it's going to be a pretty good part of the show. Uh, I hope to get better. I hope you never get better at it for my Cyril sake. might be coming <clears throat> back to be the team principal at Aston Martin. That's what some people are speculating. So uh, if you don't know, uh, there aren't head coaches in F1. The, the leadership roles in F1 are referred to as team principals. Those are the guys that are on the wall they have like the final word to the drivers they make the like the final like they have they control the track orders and they also negotiate contracts with the drivers and endorsements and all that stuff so very important figures <coughs> if you watch drive to survive you'll get to know all of them they're all pretty cool i'm a big fan of otmar he's a he's got a fan base too a lot of people like him so hope to see him back on the grid but yeah, looking forward to next season. And that's that's all, folks. That's all we got today. We'll see you back on Friday. And we'll be releasing a podcast Friday and Monday. Thanks for checking out our first episode ever. Oh my god. Any oh, final I thoughts? Like that. Anything else before we go? Mm. Stay safe. Stay safe. Be cool. Stay warm. I mean, it's warm a lot of places. Unless you're too warm right now. If you're in a hot place, then stay cool. <laughs> stay cool. Be cool, honey bunny. All right, follow <laughs> our Facebook. Follow our Instagram, Twitter, Bad Sports. Bad Does Sports Moss Podcast. Does look like a bitch? Sorry, you got me going on Pulp Fiction quotes now. Oh, we'll, we'll get some in there. Stay cool, honey bunny. I love you. That's awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for listening.